Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey everybody, Mark here, and welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. And today we're going to be doing, doing something that which we don't do very often on our podcast, and that is to invite a guest on. As many of you know, Gail and I are not exactly the best when it comes to graphic design, but <laughs> as a site owner, we have to hire and we have to manage designers all the time. But to be totally honest with you, I don't really have much of a clue of what I'm doing here. So that's why today we've called in the expert, literally. My guest today is Russ Perry, who's the founder of Design Pickle, which is essentially an all-you-can-eat subscription service for design work. Is that right? N nothing to do with actual pickles. Correct, which is sometimes a misconception when I'm out wearing my branded t-shirts. People stop me frequently asking if I sell pickles. Awesome. So good to have you on, Russ. I we'll get to the pickle question in a second, but let me just start by asking you to give us one sort of super actionable tip. Maybe what is the number one mistake which you see website owners making when they're hiring designers? Okay, so I, I've been thinking about this. I think the mistake that they make is not hiring a designer and trying to do it themselves. So this is a lot of times people getting started. They think that hiring a professional designer is going to be too expensive. It's going to be too hard, too time consuming. They don't have a budget. And there are a million tools from ours to sites like Fiverr, 99designs, Elance, Upwork, all those tools where you can find a professional designer at any budget that's good, that provides great work. So there's no excuse not to be working with a professional designer. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And uh, I, I think generally when people are starting out, the idea of hiring someone else to do something, especially something like design, which they may not understand, is quite, quite difficult. And it's quite hard to sort of envisage how you manage someone doing a job that you don't know yourself, really. So. Correct. And and I already talk about like we when we go to a restaurant, we have a lot of contextual experience about whether or not it's good or bad or the pricing's right because we eat out and we consume food all the time. Design, not so much. And so there's a lot of anxiety when we first go to try to source that service because you just have no experience around it. However, there's so many ways with the new form of tools out there to test the waters and get that experience that's honestly no more expensive than you know a meal out, eating out at a dinner. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I really like that analogy. Actually, that that I think that helps put put it into into context quite well. Let me start sort of at the start here, then. And I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but Design Pickle. How did you come up with this name? <laughs> you guys have really really awesome branding. I think. Yeah. So we've actually. Yeah, I know you and I have shared about our agency past. And when I I used to run a pretty much a creative and branding agency, but the bulk of our business was technology and software companies. And I'm not talking about cool startups out of San Francisco. I'm talking about the company that was started in 2002, somehow was still alive, but has branding and design that is, is old and just terrible. Mm -hmm. So we'd go through these creative projects and I've, I've probably, I've sold millions of dollars of these services of branding and design. And I get, I would just bang my 
my head against the wall because usually our cool ideas would just get broken down by committee. And so by the final time we would deliver whatever, it would be like, the the Silicon Tech Valley group and you just be like this brand sucks. So we <laughs> so when I started Design Pickle literally this was the process I was like I want something that can be remembered that's silly and fun because I had just spent 8 years doing boring brands and I loved pickles and then the final decision maker which I cannot tell you how important this was was the domain design pickle was available. <laughs> so that sort of sealed the deal and since then I mean it's crazy easy to do marketing ideas around. In fact, as I'm recording this, uh, one of my teams out in the, another part of our office spray painting a pickle cart that we have and we wow. give out pickles and it's just super fun. So that is what I now love about our brand and what I recommend for anybody in the industry is, is to have fun with it. Yeah, it's almost uncanny like how similar your story is to, to Gail and I's. We had pretty much exactly the same frustrations in terms of trying to do online marketing for people and put these questions to people sort of, okay, do you want to do it your way or do you want to do it the way the data says, which you're going to make more money? And they said, <laughs> still rather do it our way and just tearing your hair out. So I'm with you on that one. And then uh, you're responsible for the lack of, of success. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just, honestly, it's the most, we actually did a podcast, a full episode on sort of our lessons as an agency. So if anyone out there is uh, considering starting an agency of any kind, I, I highly encourage you to listen to that podcast uh, before you do. Okay, so let's start by talking about the sort of new site owner. So, you know, maybe they've, got WordPress set up, they got a basic theme on there, and they're starting to write, write or research some content. Then suddenly they start having all these realizations like, hey, I need a logo. How am I going to design my imagery and, and this kind of stuff? Where do you start? Well, let's talk about branding again, because I think this is just like a foundational shift in what people are used to with that topic and what people, what the reality is. So for many people who who hear that word, they think of all of the billion dollar brands that we experience, whether that's a, a Nike or Tesla or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just having something that you can creatively design and create other content around. And, and that content is various things, whether it's your marketing materials, whether it's your website. So any business and any website owner getting started, you you definitely need a brand that you could think of as like the foundation for everything else you're going to do. If you start to go down a path to design an advertising campaign or Facebook ads or marketing, especially if you're trying to work with someone else to design those things for you and you don't have the, uh, a brand foundation in place, you're going to waste a lot of time and money because they're effectively guessing of what you want and you can't really show them because you haven't taken that step. Now, there's a lot of ways, you know, to get a brand. The simplest ways is to do it to design the visual side of your brand. So that's going to be your logo, kind of the fonts you use, the colors and the styles and all of that. My favorite tool on the market to get this done is actually free to use. And it's crazy. I know the founders. It's a company called Taylor Brands, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S. And it is a computer algorithm that will design your brand for you. Wow. You, you put in, it's like going to the optometrist where it's like A or B, B or C, D or E. You put in your info and it kind of designs it and picks and designs things for you. So I love 
for people to start there because it's free to use. You can only to pay you to what you buy is basically the, does the files if you like it. And it's so much more streamlined and it's very modern. The styles are very, you know, on brand for what's mm-hmm. kind of cool and popular nowadays, but getting those foundations in place then allows you to start thinking about, okay, well, what do we build from here? And what, and, and it again allows anyone working with you, like a designer or a freelancer or your colleagues to have everybody speaking the same language. And is this something you think people should do before they even sort of buy the domain and get the, get their site up? Yeah. You know, you just have to think about what's going to work for your audience. Design Pickle, <laughs> we knew we wanted to go after people who had worked with designers in the past and may or may not have had a good experience. In fact, a lot of clients have had a bad experience. So with our brand, we wanted to make it simple and we wanted to make it friendly. We wanted to make it something that was approachable. That's why you have a little dude, a little pickle that's smiling as our logo. Knowing that, hey, we may get clients who actually distrust designers because of the bad experiences they have. So having that conversation in your mind at a minimum is what branding and is what like branding consultants will do for you, but you don't need to hire anybody. You just need to think about it. Like what's going to work for who we're trying to sell stuff to. And then you start to create the visual identity around that. Do we need to be friendly? Do we need to be serious? Do we need to be totally different than our competitors? Should we look very similar? And and are those Uh, the types of questions which the Taylor brands tool asks you and sort of get down? It's actually very limited in the like, the open-ended questions, it really just asks you a few and then just starts presenting you with design concepts. And it's like, do you like this version, this version, or this version? And you pick the one you like. And then it's like, okay, well, how about this, this, or this? And you pick the one you like. So you don't even need to be clear if you use a tool like that. You don't even need to know what you have. You just need to sort of have an instinctual understanding of what you where you want to go. I will, though, warn anyone who is going to be creating or updating or designing things around their brand, make sure you're clear the difference between what you want and what your clients want, because that could be the same. It could be different. So just that's something to think about. You may not be, you know, if your clients, if my clients are 45-year-old women, that's going to be a much different brand than what I like because I'm a 33-year-old guy. Absolutely. And I also think there's an argument to say that um, perhaps you have a different opinion, but the first iteration of your branding and especially things like your logo, it doesn't have to be sort of pitch perfect, you know, because it's something that can be changed and evolve uh, later on. I find a, a lot of the time, and I've done this myself, just get far too distracted and spend weeks or days at least working and coming up with ideas for this when it's really not that important of a of a thing to, to to start with absolutely and 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 i don't have this is not a scientific formula but i always throw out there the amount of time and energy you put towards your brand should be truly reflective to how complex your business is how many clients you have and the amount of places and touch points that you're out there if you're a launched website with zero customers and you're just trying to get your few, spend like an afternoon, go on to Taylor Brands and just get something done and let's get on with it and you know start to start to focus on a lot of the other things that matter like making money and making sales, right. not spinning your wheels with the brand. Now if you have 
10 million clients and you're looking to change something, well, that's going to be a much different project. And you're probably going to have to invest a lot more time and money in those decisions because those decisions are going to have a much larger impact. So if you are sort of a, a bigger site, let's say, I don't know, in, in the sort of six six figure kind of range and you're looking to do a proper sort of branding exercise, perhaps you've never done it in the first place. How do you do? How do you do that? Do you, is it best to engage with someone or is it basically the same process you're following? That's a tough one. A lot of it depends on your experience with branding in general. So if you're an executive that came from some e-commerce place and now you're doing your own thing and you know how these projects work, then I think you could really be a highly efficient finding a local design expert who's focused around branding because you know how to manage them. You know the process. If you're completely blank to it and have no experience and you've never done it and you're thinking, man, maybe this you know, maybe my brand is impacting my sales, or maybe I do need to do that, then there, then, then you would want to probably engage and, and hire either a firm, an agency, someone who's dedicated to this study. Cause what they're going to do is they're going to be able to take care of a lot of uh, around a lot of answering the questions that you may not even know to ask because you don't have the right experience in the process. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's sort of take it one step further. So let's go back to the, the, the new site. You know, we've, we've used, let's say, Taylor brands and we've established a branding and have the basic sort of imagery, logo, color scheme and that established. But then a little bit further down the line, start realizing that, okay, you know, I need to create, I don't know, some visuals for a pop up or an ad or a, something like, like an email template, stuff like that. How do you go about doing that? Is that the point where you should start to hire a designer? I would say initially, yeah, you want to get somebody who can focus on creating those things for you. And here's why. Yeah, I have, I have, I'm highly self-interested in people hiring (laughs) professional designers, but if you look at everything you should be focused on in your business, my instincts, and I'm usually really, really accurate with this is that designing a Facebook ad is not high on your strategic priority list. Yes, it's something that needs to be done, but you should be focused on other things. So that alone really is the, the main argument for hiring a professional person is it's not that you can't do it or you can't use a great tool like Canva, which is kind of a DIY design tool that you can, like it's a web browser based design tool that a lot of people use. Actually, I used it this past weekend because I didn't have Photoshop on my computer. So I was like, oh, I need this. But that wasn't, you know, that was like a one-time thing. Hiring a professional person really just gives you the mental clarity to delegate those design tasks and then focus on what you need to do. Now, when you do decide whoever your resource is for a design, here's what I say. And especially if you're coming off like a new brand or you kind of want to change the visual direction, just start with one thing. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do a million things at once. It's like juggling two balls or one ball versus 10. Get one thing done. It could be a new ad. It could be a sales sheet or a brochure or an email template or a graphic for your website because you'll go through the design process. You'll finally dial that in. And then you take that as like a seed design to design other things from so that you're not trying to figure out what it is the visual style is across 10 deliverables simultaneously. You do that with one and then build from there. And it saves so much time and stress and money. And your designers on the other hand, or whoever you're working with, 
they can design faster because you've locked down what that one thing is. And now you're just spinning off variants and versions for all the other stuff you need to do. That's super awesome tip, actually. I have literally have made that mistake uh, a <laughs> few months ago. Uh, hired a designer off of Upwork and for, for one of our sites and asked him to do something like 19 different tasks which I know I spent like <laughs> yeah, a day yeah. a day writing a big long Google document about and then it, we had a sort of minimal amount of branding so like a brief established but really it hadn't been thought through and thrashed out properly and yeah that's uh yeah we'll be making that one that one again well there you go worth there that's the value for you guys yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's let's just go go back to the point so where should people look to 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 find designers where do you recommend so it depends again on your budgets and your timeline. The ones that I recommend, and these are ones that I've personally used for not only design pickle, but with uh, in my previous life with agencies or consulting, the, the ones that I would say you can get started with is, so Upwork, let's talk about Upwork because mm-hmm. that's like a really wide open marketplace. Yeah. Upwork is I I tend to lean against recommend recommend against using Upwork until you have things really tight, like you know what it is you want and you have some experience working with designers. Before you get to Upwork, the two sites that I would recommend would be Dribble, D R I B B B L E, three Bs. That is more of a portfolio type site where designers can show off their work. But you're going to find pretty high quality people from around the world and you can kind of connect with them. Fiverr, which I forget how many R's they have in their domain, like three, two, two or three. Two, two or three. We'll, we'll link to yeah. that in the show notes. That's a transactional site to find designers. And and you could go on there too to find someone like let's say you need an illustration or a banner ad or a single brochure. Those tools, though, it's a really it's it's tough to do a lot of volume or really to develop a relationship with anybody because a lot of times those people are available, they're not available. So I wouldn't recommend using them for anything you're in a rush with. Once you get those experience in using a tool like Upwork, you can find designers to work with around you know the world that that then could be more dedicated. After that. If you're really looking for, like we use this tool, this I'm about to recommend to redesign our website. If you're looking for a really high-end and not necessarily expensive, just really experienced designer, crew, C-R-E-W dot C-O is a agency as in like a talent agency for designers. So they they broker matchmaking between designers and clients the whole system is escrow based. So you can pay in increments based on delivery of work. And the talent pool is amazing. I, I found a guy in Manchester in the UK. We've used it for other things. And that tool is really great for things like websites, for really large branding projects, for right. mobile app, mobile design, things like that. Then and there's Is also- that quite an sort of expensive <laughs> It's budget-based. So what they'll do is you say, look, I have $1,000 and I need to update my brand or I have $3,000 or $5,000 and I need to create a new WordPress theme for my site. Like we hired a custom a guy to do a custom theme for our WordPress site and it was for that and a lot of really detailed implementation, it was under $5,000. So it was for us, like it was 
fantastic deal. Now, I will say we actually ended up having a problem with our designer. He kind of went MIA for a while. I think he went on like a bender on holiday. I'm not quite sure. Just, but, just one of those <laughs> mysterious places that uh, remote workers seem to disappear to every I mean, so often. It's it's inevitable in design. And the cool part about crew is they totally managed it. They gave me a credit. They were helping me. You know, the guy ended up pulling through, but they were ready to put someone else on the project. And that's why I love that company. And I really highly recommend them. Okay. And then the final one, Selfishly, is Design Pickle. You know, we are a on-demand, unlimited service. Uh, we're really great for stuff for like sales and marketing efforts. Again, once your brand's established and it's it's you get matched with one of our full-time designers that we've already vetted and hired and work for us full-time. And then you get connected with them directly and you just email in when you need stuff and we turn it back out to you. And it's a really straightforward process. And I, I got to ask, how do you guys manage the sort of the people that use your service too much, if you know what I mean? Like you, you provide a all all-inclusive service, but don't you have some people that just take up, you know, 10 times the amount of time that other people do? (laughs) Yeah. So we try to balance our designers versus our clients equally. So, you know, one designer is not going to have too many power users. Mm -hmm. And then our throttle is always delivery timeline. So you're never going to get everything automatically back immediately. And so if you're requesting a high volume of stuff, your timeline is going to be, you know, depending on the complexity, could be a, a couple day horizon for everything, a couple weeks. We literally have this one client. I love them to death. They are submitting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of requests every month. Their timeline is endless. We actually put design new designers on their account for training so that we like could get to use they could get used to the process and they're i think it's like it's like a never end like we'll be done in december with the, what the current volume they wow. have wow. but okay. they're cool you know because none of what they're doing it's just like ongoing content that they need it's not super urgent and we just it's like a manufacturing production line the first thing in is the first thing out sure when it comes to actually evaluating a potential designer, what's the best way to do that? Do you think is it just go with what their portfolio, you know, yeah. your gut instinct of oh, I kind of like what they do here, or is there like a some kind of scientific way to to look at it? So don't judge solely on the portfolio. That's a common mistake. It's very right. easy to show killer work. But you could be a terrible business owner and a terrible designer in terms of communication and right. work ethic. So portfolio is, is a mandatory thing just to make sure the styles and things will match for you. But just test it. Test them on a few non-urgent, non-essential projects, things that if they go totally wrong, you're not <clears> going <throat> to be freaking out that all your budget's been spent. And get to know them in a working relationship first and then scale it up from there. Also using a service, say like crew or, or a platform like ours, where there's a business around the designer that it's not just being connected one-to-one. That's another way to, to manage the experience because then if something does go wrong, you can, you know, you have a project manager or something. Exactly. Yeah. And, and working with agencies, I haven't talked a lot about agencies, but there's millions of really still good ones that are fighting the good fight (laughs) of being an agency. That's why they also exist is because you are, you have more of an infrastructure of support 
I would definitely use agencies for highly complex projects that you may not have a lot of experience around, like mobile or app development things. I mean, even for me, I, I still use agencies for yeah. our software and other things. I, I got to caveat that by saying just because someone's an agency doesn't mean that they're going to be good either because there are good and bad agencies out there too. Well, and it depends on what your definition of an agency. It could be it could be two dudes and a Skype account. And they're calling themselves an agency. So definitely, definitely do your research. And again, just don't just be willing to lose whatever money it is you're investing in the initial projects, and and that way you can test how they actually work and see what the result is. That's huge. Yeah, a good a good tip I have, and I use this for when I'm hiring writers, but I guess it, the same would apply for designers. Is I hire like four or five people to do a paid <laughs> test project, and I mm-hmm. give them all the exact same task. Totally. So then with um, design, for example, I'm don't, not really that good and I'm not really good at looking at the technical side of it of what may, what's good and what's bad but it's very easy it's much easier to compare like for like than compare different pieces of work to each other so that that might be useful for some people as well I think exactly and actually that's exactly how we hire our designers is we have a templated bank of projects we give everybody that way it's apples to apples on how responsive they are the experience the work that comes out cool so let's say um, we've, we've got our designer on board, but we've never used Photoshop. We don't know any of these sort of design terminology. How does one go about working with a designer and instructing them what to do without making the designer tear, tear their hair out? Copy. That's my pro tip. Copy other people's stuff. And now I don't mean literally copy like infringe on copyrights, but find stuff that works whether it is inspiration from other industries, whether it's inspiration and things within your own industry, people that you th- things that you have been sold on or have re- you like Facebook is always pumping ads into your streams that are recommended for you and who you are. So that's a good place to find stuff, but just show your designer. Don't try to tell them, show them and you can include screenshots. You can include videos. I've seen Clients record their video and browse through websites talking about things because it's so much easier to show than to try to draft an email and like articulate from your mind what it is you're thinking. Right. And I I think the same thing is true in giving feedback. Like once you get the sort of first round from a designer, at least in my experience, I've always found it's never quite what I was expecting. And Back in the day, I would kind of get a bit frustrated that this isn't what I had in my head. Um, and I guess that's quite a common problem with, with your clients, maybe. Or, yeah. or are you guys just so good that that never happens? <laughs> no, it did, and this comes back to experience. So I know exactly what to say to get the result I want from a designer because I have almost 10 years of experience mm-hmm. doing that. So when you get started working with a designer, be fully prepared that things may not come out right. But if you've hired a professional and you're able to be specific with what it is that is not correct or not working, 
or that you thought this and they came back this way and then kind of show them and get more detailed, then a truly professional designer will be able to adjust course and get in alignment with what you want. And that's just design. So don't be discouraged. And this is where I see people start to get frustrated about working with other people is that they think, oh, that designer is bad. I asked them for this and they got me this. Well, more often than not, you're a bad communicator and you just need to improve you know how you communicate and the way you way you sh- express of what you want and and that's an ongoing process and what's cool and I'll share this just anecdotally with our service the better you get the you actually get more confidence and then you can do more complex stuff and the faster things go so your your whole experience with designers really really improve the more experience you get around using them. So don't quit and really, you know, focus on that when you're first getting started. All right. And I also found that just having, you know, the bare bones knowledge of tools like Photoshop, and I'm not talking about doing anything crazy, but just, you know, knowing slightly your way around it or how to edit a bit of text or something around makes a big difference to kind of understanding giving instructions and feedback to to designers. And absolutely. I, I, I also just when it came to mind there is something which I do a lot is I whenever I'm getting files from a designer, I always get the original illustration or PSD, which is Photoshop file, as well as the actual JPEG or PNG or whatever, just in case I need to edit something later, or edit a bit of text or, or, or tweak something, which is really easy to do. You don't really need any design skills to, to make those kind of little edits, but having those files is is really saved me quite a few times. So I wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, and that's often what's the most frustrating part of the design process is that last 5% where you just need one little word tweaked or this like something was forgotten that really wasn't anybody's fault, but you realize, oh crap, I need to put my logo on this and just everybody forgot to put the logo. So I would highly recommend going to the learning site Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com and taking like a $10 Photoshop course or a $10 Illustrator course. The sites, you can do any, you can find one that has a 2 million five-star reviews and, and just invest a weekend into learning those tools. And then that way you can get these design files, as you said, the, the original files that your designers are using. And if you need to get them to the finish line, you're not freaking out because it's a Saturday and the things do Monday and you can't get a hold of your designer. Yeah. And it's those courses, they're not super scary at all. And you don't have to sort of be a creative master. I think it's really just showing you around the tool and exactly. you know, anyone can do it, you know, exactly. Okay, great. So this has been super actionable and super helpful for me. It's definitely changed <laughs> a lot of my perspective about how to approach design. Are there any sort of final tips or words of wisdom which you'd like to, to share? No, just have confidence and the best way to develop a better experience around working with any designer or any design service is actually using that service and going for it and, and having a fun mindset around it. Some things will be great. Some things won't, but no matter where you're at, just do it and you'll find that it's not as scary and and it'll, and it'll help your brand and business tremendously. Great. And if people do want to use uh, design pickle, what's how, how can they get in touch? I I presume designpickle.com. 
Yeah, it's super straightforward. Go to designpickle.com. We got tons of info. The coolest part about our service as we're talking about testing and making sure it's a good fit is that there's a 14-day risk-free trial. So you can get signed up and use our service for two full weeks with whatever it is that fits within our wheelhouse. And either it's a fit and it's awesome. And it's a, like, again, a flat rate service, 370 bucks a month. And if it's not a fit, cool, no hard feelings. Maybe we're not the perfect fit for you, what your business needs. You can get refunded. We want to make sure that you still have that ability to test even our service. Awesome. So thanks very much, Russ, for your, your time today. I really appreciate it. And, you bet. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you bet. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.